Hi. Hi, Erica. Hello. How are you? How's it going? Cool. I'm going to probably have to go and let y'all do this because the entry that you two made, you with the the two cookies and you with the cool hat, I'm feeling like (laughs) over here. I don't, I didn't have anything fun. I can show you my dog laying on the bed. How about that? (laughs) Hey, that's That's all right. so lame. (laughs) What was your picture? Do you you have a picture? I don't. Well, just other my, here's my picture. This is, uh, let me see. How do I do that? that? I just stop video and there goes. I think if yeah, if you just oh, okay, that's fine. That's, my that's nice. I like that. Yay! It'll yeah. do. It'll do. It'll do. Erica, that logo was created by a, a friend of ours, Soraya McKay, and she uh, several years ago. Uh, she and I were working on a couple of projects, and one of the things I noted about her is she was is an action person. And if you say is one of those dangerous people that if you say something out in front of them. The next thing you know, Doug does that stuff a lot. Do you say something about something? Next thing you know, hey, look what I did. I've got this. So guys, <laughs> so she made she made that logo for us in uh, 2019. Oh wow! So it's fun. So Erica, I see awesome. Doug. I'm glad to see you, my friend. I'm glad to see you here. My plane was on time, but yes. believe it or not, it was. Erica, we were scrambling because Doug was he was out goofing around making money or something. And he, uh, he said, I'm not going to be there on time. And uh, so I said, we will just go. Uh, we are also, Erica, Doug and I are also deep into the food business. So we are one of the same tribe. And, oh, nice. and we're, we're excited. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to say hello to Doug. Then I'm going to introduce him to you. And then we're going to jump in. And, and really, it'll be just like we were meeting at an airport, at a conference. And it really would be about the who, what, and where uh, Erica Rankin is uh, and her uh, Brodo and plus marketing and bodybuilding, all the crazy stuff. It looks like you do. It looks like yeah. a bit awesome. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to jump in. Doug, you all right, man? <laughs> you ready? Okay. Now I'm going to pause. Doug, I, you're over there. Um, are you going to do Facebook Live today or no? No, I didn't have enough time to set it up. Okay, easy. easy. <laughs> we, don't have to, we don't have to worry about that. Doug's a busy man. <laughs> he is, he's a yeah, I, I literally came in and landed right in my seat. So, you know. <laughs> he, well, we're he, glad he, you're here. <laughs> he was out printing money, getting out of his money tree in his backyard. You can see it right there. So, that that thank silly you. Monday through Friday job got in the way of the fun thing. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so here we go, Miss Erica. You ready? Here we go. I'm ready. Hey, Doug Smith. What's shaking today, man? How are things up in the PD? Hey, Tom, everything's great up here in the Florence area. Charleston is beautiful as ever. It is indeed. It is uh, beautiful and sunny. It's 80, I think it's 80 something today. So I had to, I did, I had the air conditioning on for a few minutes because, you know, I don't want to get Ooh. all, I don't want to perspire and all that, you know, got to keep, yeah. keep it good. So I've got my well, air on too for the, all well, the same reasons. <laughs> well, speaking of beautiful weather, I have a new friend that I want to introduce you to. Erica Rankin. Erica, please meet my good friend, Doug Smith, also known as Doug the Food Guy. Doug the Food Guy. So nice to meet you. Thanks for the intro, Tom. Erica, so good to see you. Uh, How's everything where you are today? Everything is good. It is not hot here. So I'm in Toronto and it's very snowy. Ah. Um, We actually had a snowstorm. (laughs) Really? Yeah, well, you're the and- second person I've talked to today that's dealing with snow. So the other gentleman I was speaking to, he was in Minnesota, I think it was. And he said they had snow flurries all day today. Yeah, it's not my favorite thing. But you know, 
spring is around the corner. So we're looking forward to that. That's good that you at least like a little bit of snow because I think it snows up there often. Yeah, it does. It's not as bad as some parts. Like Toronto's not too bad. I know like um, in Montreal and stuff, they get dumped with snow and it's a lot colder. But it's weird because it was like eight degrees last week. Um, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit because we do, we do Celsius here. Um, and then now like today, it's like in the negative. So it's kind of like all over the place. Our uh, Fahrenheit is, we don't even know. It doesn't even matter. I mean, try to, I just say, oh, it's like, it's hot or it's cold. It makes it's it hot. <laughs> 80 degrees is hot. Okay. Yeah. That is, that is awesome. Erica, so we know that you are in Canada. Uh, how about a, maybe an origin story, maybe a episode number one about Erica Rankin? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a 28 year old entrepreneur from Canada. Um, I studied psychology and I was on the path of pursuing my, I wanted to get my PhD. I wanted to get my master's. I wanted to be a psychiatrist. And after graduating from um, university, I decided just to take a break and work a job in my field. So I started working in, uh, as a research assistant at a university for about a year. And I was doing other things on the side. I was prepping for bodybuilding shows, um, super heavily involved in the fitness community. And then after about a year, year and a half of working at my nine to five and doing various other jobs, like I worked in a bakery and I was doing personal training, um, I basically had an existential crisis and I packed my life up and went backpacking through Southeast Asia for three months. And then I got home and Googled business workshop near me and launched my own business in 2019. So I guess that's kind of in a nutshell. Wow. So you went, so you went backpacking through Asia. Wow, that, that's, that's got to be a good way to clear your head so that you could really see what you were going to do in life, right? Yeah, that was the, the goal. And thankfully enough, like it worked out for me and I did kind of come back with some more clarity. But I think a lot of like every 20 something year olds hit that wall and then they're like, I just need to go travel. And then they travel and you just get exposure to things that you've never really seen before, like entrepreneurs and immersing myself in other cultures. I grew up in a very like, privileged I guess town with a privileged family I didn't really get to see anything outside of the four walls of that so it was nice to like go and see Thailand and Indonesia and Singapore and Malaysia and yeah like I'd, I'd recommend that everyone do it at least once in their life that sounds like an awesome so walkabout cool. yeah well because we're all foodies here was there one thing that you stumbled upon that you just said wow, I wish all of my friends could have this today. Yeah, you know, I, I'm i like very, I eat the same thing a lot. Like I, if I find something that I like, I just eat it all the time and I never get tired of it, which could probably be like weird, I don't know. Um, but I've never ever had Pad Thai before. And when I went to Thailand, I had Pad Thai for the first time ever, like authentic Pad Thai, not like at a tourist place or anything. And it was the mm -hmm. best thing that I've ever had. And then I've tried to have it like back here and it just is not the same. Like it doesn't compare <laughs> at all. So I've been like trying to like find like Pad Thai that's like the same as the stuff that I had in Thailand. And just the food there was really good. And yeah, I wish that, you know, it was as fresh and the fruits, like the mangoes and all of that. Like it does not compare in Canada. Wow. It sounds so good. Yeah. Have you guys been out that way or have you traveled? I haven't been to Canada. Oh, okay. I mean, I have not. Yeah. We, I do like the Calgary Flames, though. So that's kind of Canada. That's kind of Canada thing. 
Yeah, well, Calgary's Canada. We've done some traveling, uh, <laughs> you know. I haven't been to Thailand, haven't been really to Asia, but we did have two South Koreans that grew up in our house. So oh. they kind of brought South Korea to us, um, either by their cooking or at some point their mom and dad came and visited with us and they did some cooking. So, uh, you know, we did get exposed to some really authentic Korean barbecue and Korean food that way, which was pretty awesome. But uh, other than that, uh, you know, South America, we did a little traveling through there, but hands down, probably the best food experience I've had has been Hawaii when you got a nice, fresh poke bowl by the sea with the view. I'm just, in fact, I'm thinking about going right now. I got to catch flight and go to Hawaii. See y'all later. <laughs> nice, done. Well, Doug, that's neat because you, because it looks like you were on the other end of a other walkabout. Got me. So Erica went to Southeast Asia and you actually had someone that was traveling coming into America and the same thing. That is a really interesting, did you find that people were, and I say, did you Doug, but Erica, when you were traveling Southeast Asia, did you find that people were just people? They were just like friends and family and they had good times and bad times. What, what did you think about uh, the people that you met over there in Asia? Uh yeah like i guess the locals it really put things into perspective for me i never realized how i guess everyone is so work focused like there's a big work hustle culture in north america i find i don't know the states so much but i know canada everyone's like work 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 right um and like there the pace was just a lot slower and people were more like appreciative and more spiritual and they don't really have a whole lot there but they're the most grateful kindest people that i probably have ever met um and it kind of flipped my perspective a little bit and I came back with the I guess more gratitude for the things that I had in the life that I was living and then in terms of like the people that I met um I'm like very introverted and it took a lot for me to go on that trip in the first place and like you know like I uh, shared a room with a stranger for like 28 days and we got to know each other very well um and I was with a group of people we did a tour and it was just like very interesting to meet all of the different types of people that all kind of had an overlap in mentality. Like life is short. Like I want to see things. I want to do things. I want to live life. I want to have new experiences. Um, and then a lot of the people that I met are entrepreneurs. And it was very interesting talking to them because, you know, I just quit my nine to five that I was so miserable at. And I started having conversations with these people and they were so happy about work, which was so weird. I'm like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh yeah, I used to be a lawyer. Like, eh. and then I switched and I started doing um, like building properties in Thailand. And I'm like, oh, do you have any experience with that? And they're like, no, we just, we figured it out along the way, right? So I think that was really cool because I've never seen anyone like be really happy about their work, right? And then I thought, hey, I could be happy about my work too. And I don't need a business degree to do it. So yeah, I guess more gratitude and then just like it kind of opened my eyes to all the possibilities that are out there and the, that entrepreneurship's a viable path for literally anyone right now we did have the advantage of course of knowing that you we were going to meet so obviously if we had just met we wouldn't have this this insight but it sounds to me like you turned a a passion that maybe was already there that maybe got a little fired up in southeast asia that you turned a passion into a business what are you doing you talk about being an entrepreneur what business did you turn that passion into yeah, so in 2018, I competed in bodybuilding and um, I kind of just stumbled into this. I was really passionate about fitness and I thought, oh, okay, like I'm very extreme. I want to take it to the extremes and see how hard I can push myself. So 
Um, a lot of the foods that I ate regularly, I couldn't eat anymore because I was dieting for my show and I was weighing all my food and protein and everything. And so I would just like make different things. Like I would make, it sounds gross, but I would make like black bean protein brownies and like avocado chocolate pudding and like protein cookie dough and like all these different things that honestly, like I would give like my, my mom and my sister and they'd be like, oh, there's, you know, there's vegetables in this, there's protein in this. We can't really tell. I got really good at like manipulating, um, sweet treats, I guess. And I started posting them on social media and people really liked it and they would recreate my recipes and tag me, which was really cool. And then they would ask if I would ever sell any of the things that I made. And I guess when I got home from my trip, I sat down and was like, okay, what am I passionate about? What do people want? And like, how can I, how can I monetize that? And then it kind of clicked. I'm like, oh, well, I used to make this protein cookie dough for myself back when I competed last year and people really seemed to like it. And there really isn't anything like that in the market yet. So why don't I just make that? And then um, I called it bro dough because I was still into like fitness and like the bro culture and it has protein in it. So it kind of speaks for itself. And then, yeah, I just kind of, you know, learned how to build a business plan and um, found a commercial kitchen in a new city. And I drove out six hours, found a roommate and lived with a stranger who ended up becoming a really good friend and then building this business. And yeah, now we're here three years later. There's something I got to ask you. What in the world is, is weirdo? You wrote that you're a bit of a weirdo, W-E-I-R-D-O-U-G-H. Yeah, I guess I love puns. Puns are great. Um, I don't know. I find myself, I call myself a little weird, I guess. I'm just, you know, like, I feel like I kind of do my own thing, I guess, so to speak. Um, And that's just something that I, you know, threw together in my bio. It's, is it, but isn't we're, isn't we're a bodybuilder Isn't that guy seems like Joe, I swear there's a guy named like W-E-I-R that's a bodybuilder. Because oh. you were a bodybuilder. I thought that's what that was. That's why I was kind of playing. No, I Tom no makes this stuff up as he goes. So, you know. <laughs> oh, well, when we find out that's who, I promise you, there's a very famous bodybuilder. His name is Weir. Anyway, I was kind of trying to make a play on that because the bodybuilding, that's that's where I thought we were going. Anyway, okay. A note to self, take that out. Take that out. <laughs> so you. Erica, as you have built your business, have it has it all been easy? Has it all been good? Has everything worked out exactly as it has been planned for you? I really wish I could say yes, but no. Um, yeah, clearly not. And I think if the answer is, you know, that everything goes smoothly, then you're doing it wrong. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I find blessings in the adversities because they make me more equipped to handle it down the road and I can help others, right? Um, but yeah, Absolutely. the packaging thing gosh, the packaging thing was horrible. Like I basically picked the worst type of packaging for my product, like for the cookie dough. It was over a buck a unit, which is astronomical for what I was selling it for. And my mm-hmm. margins were small mm-hmm. and, you know, and then it's like, okay, the next purchase order that I'd have to put in would have been like $40,000. And that's a lot of money up front. And that inventory just sits there, right? So I found a solution right. and I actually talked with my new packaging supplier today and it's hopefully going to be smoother sailing this year. Um, I think things are like the pieces are connecting and yeah, I'm kind of turning things around, but it is tough. And there's, yeah, lots of, lots of, uh, I guess, hurdles you have to jump over for sure. Now, if I wanted to find some of your products, where would I lo- locate them? Where, where are they sold? So yeah, this is the other interesting thing that I've 
had problems with is I decided to launch a perishable product direct to consumer. So selling a frozen product online, which is probably the worst idea ever. Um, and I really just thought about the product first, not the challenges and like the operation side of things. I couldn't like ship it into the US and over 50% of the people who follow me and like Brodo are American. So they can't buy. They just like and follow and comment and they want to support, but they can't. So um, we're available online in Canada, like Roto.ca is our website. And then we sell in about like 110 stores in Ontario. Um, but we are partnering with a manufacturer in Texas and we're launching protein cookies in a few months that will be available to all of North America. So I'm super excited for that. So by chance, would one of those be the uh, avocado chocolate pudding? Oh, maybe, maybe one day. <laughs> Doug loves the only reason Doug. I, the only reason I ask is I actually uh, also write for a local magazine and did an article about, I forget what the article was about, but the recipe that went with it was avocado chocolate pudding and actually made it with red chocolate, which is another manufacturer that we hosted here recently. And it was so good. Uh, I just made the, made it over the weekend while I was up in the mountains and, you know, <laughs> it's just, it was it was hilarious it was it was good the people were like it's made with avocado it's chocolate yeah. this is a dessert and everybody <laughs> was scared to death to eat it and all of a sudden I was like Man, this is really good <laughs> yeah you just the secret is don't tell them what's in it and just make them eat it and then you're like oh actually you know like this is vegan or it's you know like it has you know vegetables in it or fruit and they're they're shocked right but it is really good well, I used to love making it so good for you <laughs> Oh gosh, we were laughing so hard we hurt for two days. That's we it. were hurting, we laughed so hard. That, and scene that would have been a great that's that actually, uh, Doug, that could be another t shirt. Okay, I guess it's time to eat the pudding. <laughs> Let's do it. So, just as a, a quick segue, I'm going to show you guys here. The guy's name, I, it may not be able to, his name is Joe Wider, W or Weider, W-E-I-D-E-R. And ready for this, Doug, I, I, he was, the, he is Canadian. And of course, Erica, Canadian. Uh, oh, you found it? That, uh, and he was also a bodybuilder. Okay. And he had been, yeah, he created the Mr. Olympia and uh, Miss Olympia bodybuilding contest. So I thought I was close, but no pudding, close, but no pudding. Okay. Yeah. I can't say he was born in 1919. Yeah, yep. <laughs> We're all was, Googling him here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's going to be like, there's going to, it's going to be like trending today, trending on Google. <laughs> it's like, it's like this, no this like, yeah, it's going to, it's going to come up on the, on the screen. I, I use some, some uh, screens that actually will show what people are talking about in different parts of the country. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that, Doug, we actually haven't talked about it, but it's a, a, a marketing asset that I, um, subscribe to and it tells what people in each state are googling at that moment you know kind of you know within a, a reasonable time period so if some of course right now everybody's googling i don't want to talk about it because it's but they're googling south carolina there's a murder trial going on which we don't want to talk about because it's disgusting but you know it's it's one of those things that uh, when people are talking about edible cookie doughs or they're talking about um what desserts can i eat that have protein how can i get protein I'm, i've eaten enough peanut butter in my life how, is there anything else <laughs> 
besides maybe the uh, Reese's tree, which we found out over the holidays, that that has four grams of protein in it. The little Reese's cup tree for Christmas. Four whole grams. Yeah, so that's what I, I use that excuse. <laughs> Honey, why are you eating all of the uh, Christmas trees? Well, it's got four grams of protein. I'm a bro. You know, let's go. <laughs> so that is that is fun. So you mentioned a little bit about, about marketing. Uh, is that something that you do as well? Do you have your fingers in that as well? Yeah, so I guess this is something that I just kind of fell into and I kind of learned that I was really good at it. Um, I think, yeah, I'm, as an entrepreneur, you have to recognize what you're good at, what you're not good at operations. I'm not very good at marketing. I'm really good at, um, yeah, over the course of like three, I guess yeah, two and a half, three years, I've just built a really big community organically and I had to get scrappy and not spend money on marketing because I've literally built my business out of my apartment. Um, and then through that, I've started like courses. I have a TikTok course and I help other founders and I help people like get seen on LinkedIn, TikTok. Those are kind of my two platforms that I really go in on. Um, and yeah, it's basically just me showing people how to get seen for free without dumping money into paid ads and stuff. Cause not everyone has thousands of dollars to spend on marketing, especially if you're a startup founder. That is true. I know that I have done uh, marketing through a number of avenues for clients and it was it was a bit overwhelming to think about the amount of money that it was taken and the number of variables that were involved in trying to determine whether the asset, whether the marketing asset that I was putting against it was actually even doing anything. I mean, there was it was very it was very frustrating for the the owners of the businesses that I was saying that, you know, we it is so difficult, Eric, as you know, to attribute a sales outcome to a marketing initiative. It is so hard to make that to, to, you know, to, to assert that this is what we did. And this was the outcome, especially like you've done when you're talking to someone um, in America, helping them with, with an, an opportunity. And we don't even know how far that comes back to you. So you can't say that marketing was because of this. So the um, so something you just said that maybe, how do you think based on your experience and, and, and I, I really like some of the thought processes you brought up, how much do you think, mentally you're influenced by your healthy lifestyle and the choices that you make for what you're eating. Do you think there's a mental connection to that? Yeah. And it's everything has to align. And that's kind of my why, like initially, like when I started my business was, you know, one of the reasons So I wanted to be my own boss, you know, I was kind of sick of working for other people, but health and wellness, like that's something, two things that I've been really passionate about for years since I was like in my mid teens um, and you know, like when I went to the, I, like as a kid too, um, when I was in high school, I used to go to the grocery store across the street and eat a roll of like Pillsbury cookie dough with my friends. You're totally not supposed to it has raw egg, butter, sugar. Like, I think the full thing was like 2,500 calories or something crazy. And like, I don't even know how much sugar, like probably like over a hundred grams of sugar. And we would feel horrible about ourselves. Right. Like I would go back to class and feel so sick and you know, like. I was overweight, I was tired, lethargic, I wasn't really taking care of myself, I wasn't really taught how to, um, and then only when I went into university, I started learning more about health and fitness, and like the things that you put in your body, and how it has such a big impact on, you know, like, your cognitive functions, like how you think, how you feel, um, like, how, uh, food is medicine, right, like, I think people underestimate that, and they turn to other things, but really, I think the root cause of a lot of problems is food for sure. Um, and even like, I know when my sister was growing up, like we had to eliminate diets from her diet because it was causing certain things. Um, 
And I think that underlying passion comes through too for my business. And it's my why, like, is I want to like bring a healthier product to the market and just let people know that you don't have to sacrifice your health or fitness goals um, to have a sweet treat, right? Like you can have both. You can have your your cookie and eat it too, you know? <laughs> I like that. Tell yeah. me how, how important, Erica, in your work, how important did it turn out that community was to the growth of your business? How important is community to the growth of your business and to the growth of other businesses? Everything. It's everything. Like they, they say it takes a village, right? For the first two years, I was very stubborn and I worked on my business by myself and I didn't want to ask for help. I didn't want to, I had people offer, but I said, no, I'm fine. I can do it. I can figure it out, you know? And then it got to a point where I literally couldn't figure it out. I didn't know how to take it to the next level. And then that's when I turned to social media, LinkedIn specifically to find mentors surround myself with like-minded people because it's you know that thing like you're the sum of the five people you hang out with the most which is so true and I wanted to be around people who would challenge me who wouldn't really like feed me bs and would be very honest with me like if I was making a bad decision with like my personal life or my uh, my business or whatever like they would tell me they would be honest with me and we could kind of like shoot the shit and like help each other um and honestly like having people around me in community has helped me get through the hard days. Cause as you know, like when you start a business, you're not making, you're not rolling in bills, you know, like you're not paying yourself like a lot of money or any money if you're me or some other parent. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so you have to have someone like if you're a solo printer too, right? Like I have like one team member now um, who's full time, but before it was just me. So it's like, you know, if I'm sick or if I'm down and I'm dealing with things, like who's going to get me up out of bed? Who's going to take care of the customer emails? Like, how am I going to get through that? So um, even now, like I have a handful of people that I reach out to and, um, they send me a voice note or whatever. And they're like, I'm having a bad day. I need to talk to you. And then I do the same thing. I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry. I know. Like I cried yesterday to you, but I need to vent again. And we just hop on a call and sort through some things. Cause it makes a huge difference. I think. What you just mentioned is so important. Even today, I sit back and think about some of the mentors I've had in my career I can name names, but I don't want, I don't want to go down a whole list of another hour, but <laughs> I will run into circumstances and opportunities. And I can remember hearing that little voice in my back of my head when someone said, this is how you get through this. This is how you tear that wall down. This is the best way. And you know, whatever you do, don't do this. And, you know, I still have those mentors today. They may have different names and I've been, you know, preaching that to my kids and uh, at one point, my son even called it his board of directors, you know, not oh, yeah. truly a board of directors, but they were, you know, different people from different walks of life that, you know, he would go to for advice. And it's just so important, especially if you're going to try to be plowing the ground of a brand new business. Absolutely. And Doug is uniquely qualified because of his daughter, Savannah, worked with him developing his, I, Savannah's, she's 25-ish, isn't she? 24. She's 24, 24. yeah. So yeah. she's so Doug as you know has has helped uh, uh, Savannah. And Savannah jumped on her own. She's very similar. That's what made the connection, Doug. When the way she was talking, I was like, that sounds like Savannah. Yeah. It really does. So that's that's a very good comment because I'm very fond of her. She's a, a wonderful. I know Doug's right there can hear me talking, but she's a, a wonderful young lady, and we're, and we're very proud to to know her and and uh, look forward to one day having uh, Doug and her on the podcast. Right, I'm going to sneak them in on that one time. Yeah, so yeah. I saw you work that in there, Tom. We'll have to work on that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, it's Erica, one of the parts that I, I hope to, I hope that we bring into this uh, other than having fun, because this is a, is a lot about fun. But as we have traveled 
And, and as you travel, there are people that you meet, that one meets in their travels that you strike a conversation with. And I uh, started this project for, I guess, four years ago because of that, because I was meeting people and I was trying to be kind and understanding and have empathy for other people and find out who they are. And I started collecting these long conversations in my head of these amazing, amazing people wishing every time, Erica, that I was like, if I could have only recorded that so that I could have shared it with my friends and family. Not, you know what I mean? Not to like use it for anything, but just to share it with friends and family, just like we have done now. I would have to tell, we met Erica. It's like, we don't have any recording of that. There's no, no uh, documentation of it. So, so that's, that is a, um, a kind of a little hidden gem behind why we, why we do this and why we ask the sort of questions that we do, because it's what we would ask you anyway, if we were sitting, sitting together, um, you know, at an airport. So that was a, a little insight. Yeah. I, I love that. Thank you. It makes for fun. That's why I'm so glad to have this, have this, have this recording of it. So the um, Eric, Doug, were you fixing to say something, my guy? To build on the airplane thing. It's kind of like, we're all just, you know, coming, sitting down and sitting in the uh, lounge waiting for our flight and, you strike up a conversation with someone and all of a sudden you learn all this great thing about them and you get to talk a little bit and build a relationship. And so many times we've had the opportunity to do that. And the nuggets that you take away, like the board of directors thing. I mean, those are the kind of things you hear over and over and over, but when you can record it and reshare it, it's just, you know, builds on it. And it helps so many people too. Like that's how I got through my early days is I listened to podcasts and I watch YouTube videos and I like listen mm -hmm. to founder stories and that probably saved me thousands and thousands of dollars too. Like just hearing their stories and like what they did and all the tips and tricks that they learned along the way. Cause it just comes with experience, mm -hmm. right? And hearing from people that have been through it, like that's it's priceless. The next person you run into that says they're getting into some food business and you're gonna say, Packaging is so important. Take your time. Make sure you pick the proper packaging. <laughs> and they're going or, to learn from that. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm going to say, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? Uh, exactly. <laughs> are you sure that's the right packaging? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fun. What is the favorite flavor that you make, that you manufacture? So I, right now, like I really dig just like chocolate chip. Um, and it's interesting because we're doing so many different things right now like I'm watching the cookies over here online in the U.S. and then over here we're switching the tubs like the total nightmare packaging that I've been fighting with for the past year and a half um, to like single serve so they're going to be like single serve cookie dough bites um, and we're launching birthday cake um, and that one tastes so good it's really good um, and super you clean ingredients. On birthday cake. Oh yeah, I'm so excited. And I hope to have it in the US eventually. We're gonna work our way out that way. But uh, cookies will be coming Awesome. Though. Yeah. Doug, what we can do when she gets the birthday cake launch, so we get it here in South Carolina, we can take it over to Westbrook, over to Westbrook Brewing, because they have a, a very, I'm gonna say a regionally famous product that is, it is birthday cake flavored beer. Not even kidding. And, and Erica, oh. people line up for days. They do a one oh. run each year. Not even kidding. And they, I think it's a, they call it, uh, it's not Mexican it's birthday cake, but it's like a Mexican birthday cake, sort of a, an idea, which is really very creamy. It is a very interesting product, but it is one of those things. So we'll make sure to connect you to them. Maybe wow. do like, maybe do like a so collaboration. Cool. Yeah. Co-branding. I see a co-branding opportunity. Yeah. Do they do it? Do they do that on their birthday? Like every year is that? 
the thing or is it just around day? I've never asked that. I've never asked that. I just know that they they created a thinking of a marketing thought. They created scarcity. It, they didn't really do it on purpose. They just got the stuff to make it. I'm certain mm-hmm. that they had the purpose somewhere in their thoughts. I'm not trying to say they just made it up, but they ordered the amount of product they could to make that one run and it went very well. So they just do it one time a year when they can get all of the ingredients at one time. And now it makes it so that it's scarce and people begin putting deposits. They're trying, they're making it so that people can, can buy a, uh, like the little kegs of it in advance. Oh, wow. Think about producing a product that you can get people to pay for before you make pre-order before you, yeah. Yeah, that is so yeah, that's a marketing tool right there. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. I don't know if I'd be a fan of that. I I'm not a beer drinker, but is it? Have you had it? Is it sweet? I have. It is. It has some some an interesting flavor mix. Um, uh, it, it is not. I, let me be very candid here. That I, I don't think that it is as good drinking it just by itself, rather than having something with it that like something to eat, like a hamburger, French fries. So that's it's kind of a bigger package. It's like eating dessert right. at the same time, but it it is not overly sweet. Um, the challenge with that, you know, when, when you're making beer or any sort of spirit, the yeast eats the sugar. So you have to post mm-hmm. sugar flavor into it after the, you know, after the final fermentation or if, after you've broken the fermentation or heated the yeast to a point that it can no longer, it's, it's unalive, so that, so to speak. So that's the, a lot of the sweet things that you drink are, have had the sugar added subsequently to it, like ciders. Oh, interesting. I didn't know you didn't that. know this was a science program, did you? Yeah, well, that's food, right? Like yeah. I've learned that <laughs> food is a science. Way. You're exactly right. Uh, yeah. I, I work with a food scientist every week, and um, he challenges me. So I yeah. get it. <laughs> I was, I'm keeping notes. I have, I have my my pad. My I have my Erica, my Erica pad that I use. You're so here. organized. I love it. It is so Erica thinking. I know this has got. We're we're already at 43 minutes, and I know I probably have about 35 minutes. Of, uh, of information right now. So, so Erica, if someone was looking to find you out and about, maybe on social media, but also out in the community, where would they find you on social media? And where would they find you out in the community? So on social media, I'm kind of everywhere except Twitter. Um, <laughs> so Brodo Canada, I'm on TikTok. Um, I'm on Instagram. And then I'm on LinkedIn a lot, Erica Rankin you want to connect with me um and then in terms of community i guess where would i be i go to a co-working space usually today i'm not um but normally every day i go into a co-working space to focus because they can't really get much work done at home i'm one of those people who gets very distracted easily um i don't really go out much <laughs> other than that um but i go to hot yoga or hot pilates every morning and there's like a group of us that go there's like i think 40 people um, and that's kind of like my daily routine where I have the most socializing, I think. And then occasionally I go out for like, I guess, dinner and stuff with friends on the weekend in the city. I know the way that I have, I really would say if there was an hour for me to work out, which I, I usually ru- I run at least twice a day, it doesn't matter what I do, but I run twice a day. I, I, I do pretty well with that. But the difference came when I decided that that was important enough to put something else off for. Because traditionally, oh, we're not going to run. I've got to talk to Erica. I'm not going to go run before. And I was like, that's bull crap. Pardon me. That's crap. So I went and and just did a 20 minute so that I could get back because otherwise I would be distracted. And, and I wasn't meaning to talk about me. I was just saying that in your work as an entrepreneur, as you continue to to grow and and, and learn, 
are you finding that making sure that Erica has some hot Pilates or Erica has some time for herself? How important have you come to find that in your business? Uh, I call those non-negotiables. So I try to like, you know, um, have these things that I do every day, regardless of what's going on. And then I used to use the excuse like, oh, I'm too busy or like, oh, I have to run to my manufacturer. I don't have time for a workout. But that just is basically, I'm, I'm telling myself that it's not important and it's not a priority. Mm -hmm. And then I think when I flip the script in my head, now I'm like, okay, it actually is important to me. And if I'm putting it off, you know, then it kind of snowballs, I find. Like it's like one day turns into two, turns into a week. And then it's harder to get that momentum back. So, mm -hmm. and then I think the more that I neglect myself, and I know it's the same for a lot of people, the more you neglect yourself and you don't take care of yourself, you're not able to show up um, 100% in other areas of your life, whether it be for your family, your friends, like relationships or your business even. So I think you need to do those things to charge your battery. And that's the way that I look at it now is like, it's like, you know, like I'm investing in myself so I can invest in other areas of my life more. So I like that you went running regardless. I like that you made it work. Done is better than perfect. <laughs> it, it was, and it was not the run that I wanted and it wasn't, but I thought if I don't. You did it though. Yeah, yeah, I sure did. It was a short one, it. but but you're very, yeah. very kind to notice that. Erica, one thing I, I hope to, as we go along in our lives and, and I see, because you are obviously a young person, and I don't mean young in spirit like me and Doug right now, we're young in spirit, but I am so excited over the years to see someone that has, Erica, you seem like you got your stuff together. Okay, I'm just going to be a little blatant about that or blunt. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing in, in 20, 30, 40 years where you are. I'm looking forward to that because if you've got it this together now, I, I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your future. I'm excited for your brand. And uh, as we go along, hopefully you would allow us to keep up with you and you can check in with us. And, and, uh, and then of course, you know, any kind of connections we can help you make, uh, you know, Doug and I know most, most, I don't know if we know everybody, Doug, but we know somebody. I don't know everybody, them. but I know a lot of people and, <laughs> and almost all of them are in the food industry, rather in the industry working or in the industry eating. They're doing one of the two at all times. Yeah, yeah. everyone's, everyone's, you know, dabbling in food one way or another, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's so, an important Erica, part of this. This has been a pleasure. And I, I hate to be that guy, but I'm gonna have to run bounced onto a plane. But it's been a lot of fun at, at your age. I'm so excited to see what, what happens in the next 5, 10, 15 years, like, like Tom said. So uh, congratulations on where you are. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, let's keep in touch. Absolutely. And and Erica, as we always say, as we're parting, cheers from Charleston. Cheers from Florence. Cheers from Toronto. <laughs> awesome. There you go. We're all drinking water, it looks like. <laughs> I like oh, it. yeah. Staying hydrated. <laughs> I like it. That's awesome. Right. Thank you so much, Erica. We'll look forward to catching up with you here in the future. And best, best of luck to you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bravo, Erica. We're proud for you and can't Thank wait you. to see you again. Yeah, likewise. And let me know. I'll share it on socials and stuff when it's done. But Okay, cool stuff. Thank Bye. you. Bye, Erica. Okay, see you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.